1: The biggest breaking news stories and outspoken opinion. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Thank you very much indeed for your company. Very much appreciate you joining me. Lots to talk about this morning. Obviously, that earthquake hitting Syria and uh, Turkey is dominating a lot of the uh, media news at the current time. There's a lot more going on back home as well. In uh, less than half an hour, we expect to get the latest profit announcements, and it will be a profit, not a loss, uh, from BP, of course, one of our biggest um, oil and gas producers. Uh, This follows uh, Shell's announcement uh, last week, which saw huge sums of money. Huge profits being uh, made as well, on the backs of the Ukraine war uh, and post-lockdown and, well, frankly, the world's misery uh, when it came to, uh, came to the cost of energy. We'll be talking about that with leading guests throughout the show and keeping a close look on what is happening with uh, Nicola Bulley and the search for her body. Or... Finding her safe and sound because, of course, uh, we do uh, see specialist dive teams going in for the second day uh, privately hired by the family and say they are still baffled uh, by being unable to find her. Uh, Of course, this is the day when Rishi Sunak is uh, apparently reshuffling his cabinet, changing a few departmental names in some vague, vague, vague way, thinking this is going to help uh, voters. Pay their heating bills at night and go to the supermarket. Well, let's talk about all of this with writer and commentator Candice Holdsworth who joins us. Good morning to you. Good morning, lovely to uh, have you join us in the studio. Um, there's no doubt at all that the earthquake um, in Turkey and Syria is dominating the front pages, dominating the media. Um, but interestingly, when you look at uh, where online, like what is most read, what is most uh, covered, it's not the most read story. People are reading other stories now. Is there an element where we are. Um, so there's catastrophe fatigue, a um, uh, tragedy fatigue. Is it an element where this is a part of the world that well, okay, people may have gone on a beach holiday in Turkey, but this where this earthquake happened is far away. Though so this is a far away country. Um, is it why do you think people are not perhaps as Interested, concerned about this as they might be about an event. I don't know, closer to home. Or am I? Have I answered the question? (laughs) Yes.
0: Well, yes, I think so. I think sometimes these events take place. Take. they take place in parts of the world that seem quite remote to people. They really can't envisage it as much as maybe, say, the Nicola Bully, Bully story. They can because you know that's very familiar. One We're of them like of people a people. mum
1: at your daughter's, you know, your kid's school goes missing and you can't be found for 11 days. That that feels more immediate. Doesn't yes,
0: it? yes, yes. And also, I think people are hoping she'll be found. I think people look at the Turkey story and it's just so disastrous, and you know that just so many people have died or are going to die that maybe perhaps people switch off a little bit and they just think, oh, "That's terrible. I can't engage with that too much." Yeah. Yes.
1: That's awful. Move on. Yeah, exactly. Well, look, we will be talking to uh, Earthquake expert, again, David Whitehouse. Um, but I mean, some of the, the pictures and some of the stories on the front pages are absolutely harrowing. And the death yeah. toll, interestingly, our guest yesterday uh, said he thought we, we had death tolls in the hundreds. And he said, look, undoubtedly it's going to rise when you look at some of the footage. And it's extraordinary how quickly that footage has come out. Because often in these cases, um, it, telecommunications is one of the things that also gets uh, damaged uh, early on. Um, but um, some of the footage is, is really quite extraordinary. And he said, i think it's very likely that death toll will rise to 10,000 um and that is a figure actually on the front page of the sun 10,000 feared dead in rubble many more trapped um 4,300 is the official death toll so far today but basically that's just counting the bodies that you've actually pulled out and yes. we've seen these apartment buildings um huge big apartment buildings uh, and, and 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 they and they were full because the 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 uh, earthquake struck at one seventeen a.m. Uh, on, on Monday morning Turkey time um, and therefore um, people were in their beds trapped um, and, and we know that the death toll is going to rise hugely um, we are sending it in, in the UK along with obviously other countries sending a, a search and rescue t- uh, specialist team uh, 76 specialists four search dogs and rescue equipment along with a medical assessment team are arriving in the US, China, Russia several other European countries and Gulf states also those offering aid do you think the rest of the world is doing enough?
0: Well, I think that hope. I think that they're doing as much as they can. I mean, obviously, we have to get in as quickly as possible because the further we get away from the event, the fewer people you're going to find alive. I mean, time yeah. is really of the essence. You have to yeah. get in there very, very quickly.
1: Yeah, and the key thing also, and it is a point made by various guests yesterday, is that actually it's very cold there, so it, it, shelter fresh water you know the the sewage pipes are all destroyed and things you know you can't you don't have safe fresh water uh, getting hold of food um of course you know electricity supplies go down as well you're know, able to heat 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 to where you live people are i mean thousands tens of thousands of people are in sort of, you know, hostels and gymnasiums and sports centers for shelter but some are sleeping rough it is you know with the sort of freezing temperature temperatures we've got here Um, that's what they are experiencing in Turkey as well. So uh, there there are so many different concerns, even for the people who've made it out alive from the actual earthquake.
0: Yeah, it's a true catastrophe. They've lost everything. Seeing those images of apartment buildings just collapsing like a house of cards, that's everything gone, everything you own, everything
1: you know. It is is almost impossible to comprehend, isn't it? It is. Um, Let's talk about what is almost impossible to comprehend here in the UK. I I find it extraordinary that we've had the the second... Well, it's the biggest... Yesterday saw the biggest strike in NHS history. Um, Nurses are on strike for a second day today. Ambulance workers have gone back to work. Um, I, I think it is quite extraordinary that that doesn't make it, I think, onto a single front page. Do you think we're in? Where people are now already strike weary, or do you think again? Sometimes other big stories overtake. Do, but do you think this plays into the hands of the government that actually people don't really notice the strike? Um, they don't feel the they per- ben- they the hurt of it, and they're not seeing it on their TV screens. It, you know, it's almost like you know, if a tree falls in a forest, doesn't make a sound.
0: Yes, I, if they if they want to justify these strikes in terms of effectiveness, I don't think yesterday would have achieved that at all. I don't think the government's willing. <coughs> I don't. We've think- all got that cough. <laughs> oh, excuse me, I have been taking hauls, but I don't think they've worked totally. Um, I don't think the government's willing to budge at all. I mean, Rishi Sunak has said he's not willing to budge, even though he has made it very clear that he feels sympathy with the nurses because I think he feels there's still some public sympathy with them.
1: Yes, you still have to be nice to nurses. You're not allowed to sort of be critical of them in the same way people are about the RMT and ASLEF train drivers and other railway workers. Nurses, you have to be very nice about.
0: Yes, 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 yes. And he said if he could give anyone a pay rise, it would be them. But he just feels that there are choices to be made Mm. and he's not going to be putting any more money into that. Um,
1: We're going to see a reshuffle, uh, we are told, today. Um... (laughs) I have to say, when I saw this story, uh, emerged last night that there was going to be this reshuffle. Um, we know that the the Conservative Party it's got a budget next month. In three months' time, there are May local elections, which they are set to on the current polling to do very badly. And, and also, even if people who are saying well, uh, I'm, I'm, I might not actually vote Labour at the next general election, but I want to give my I want to give the Tories and the government a good kicking in the local elections, that then you're more likely to see those sort of votes, or well, certainly Tories at the very least, not coming out to vote in May. Um, and uh, we, we you know, that that that's not looking good. But they don't have a party chairman at the current time. After sacking Nadeem Sahawi uh, last week, um, we but there, there there looks like there may be some other shuffling around, but also shuffling around of departments. So Bays, the Department for Business and en- Enterprise and Investment, or something. I mean, in- Innovation. I don't know. Just call it the Business Department for the start. Of it. They're going to. Change that, and I think take digital off the department for digital culture, media, and sport. And I mean, the only people who are going to benefit from this are are the stationers in Westminster who are going to do the new-headed new note paper for these departments. Surely, this is this is fiddling, you know, while Rome burns. Rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. Fill in whichever metaphor you'd like territory, isn't it?
0: Yeah, they've really struggled to make strong statements, to get people excited about things. I read that they might be starting a new department of science, technology and innovation, maybe trying to address criticism. Why oh, can't they just call it science? Something like that. But it never quite hits, you know, and that's their problem. I mean, I think that's that's the advantage Liz Truss had. She was so good at making people think, oh, that's interesting, or capturing the agenda. And, and yeah. they just don't seem to do that. It's a lot of bureaucratic rearranging, but that's not how you communicate to ordinary people. Ordinary yeah. people need to say need to understand, so what how is this going to impact me? What is this going to do for me? And yeah. I don't think that they, they will address that with such a, a very minor reshuffle with departmental yeah. names changing. But it's not really even
1: like well what will ordinary people get? is it's, it's genuinely how in in any way at all is this the big issue in government? If you think about all of the things, I mean, if the start, for instance, wish you were here, question mark, you'll be lucky, picture from a lovely beach, half-term holes hit by new travel cases. Now, those people who can afford to go on a half-term hole this uh, this, this half-term, uh, people not being able to get their passports, as usual, because you can't get a passport anymore, because everyone's working from home really efficiently and not getting their job done, and then saying, can I please have a pay rise when your productivity has plummeted in the last 10 years, and certainly in the last... Couple of years. Um, there are so many things wrong and failing in government at this current time in every department across the board. And yeah, everyone's demanding a pay rise. Um, and, and, the, and Rishi Sunak appears to think that one of the big solutions is rearranging um, who, who has what responsibility for what department. Even that level of disruption, unless it's sort of a complete massive, we are taking it apart, we are massively cutting, we are completely changing the way government works. With a purpose, with a view to. This is, this is like all the reforms of the NHS we've seen in the last 20 years. They don't actually in any way have any relationship to, to whether or not patients are more likely to live or die. Yes, yeah, you
0: need very clear benefits. You need to see how is this going to actually change things. And you've never seen that with the NHS. No. There's always a bit of re- shuffling, shuffling of deck chairs. Some more, some,
1: more, but, some more highly paid consultants get another 100K in the bank account.
0: Well, some people might say, OK, you can rearrange these departments, but what about something more radical like tax credits or tax cuts or something, something that you know you think will make a big impact and a big difference? Well,
1: I mean, one thing that will make a big difference is we, we are, obviously we mentioned we have BP's uh, profits announced um uh, at, at, at seven o'clock, um, energy bills are set to be £600 less this year than forecast due to a combination of winter being milder. It doesn't feel milder to me this winter, I have to say, but overall, I think it took, I think the, you know, we, we got into cold snaps, didn't we, December, January, and February, but um, at the beginning, it, it, it was pretty nice in October and November, um, but also the falling wholesale price of gas. Um, but, you know, so it's not going to be quite as bad as the badness that it already is. Yes, yes.
0: (laughs) But when is it actually going to start translating into lower bills? I mean, I think Ofgem said only in April or something like that. And even then.
1: And even then. I mean, yeah. Are we just going to have them? Am I the only person who's sitting under a blanket or wearing my coat all evening? I mean, I've got the heating on and I'm still cold. Yes. Just trying not to have it up as high as I normally would have it. The Breakfast Briefing with Julia Hartley Brewer on Talk Radio. Thanks for listening to the Julia Hartley Brewer Daily. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and give me a good review. And don't forget to catch me on the Talk Radio Breakfast Show every weekday from 6.30 until 10. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best
0: friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip?